it's good to be back. It's good to be it's back. Great. Looking it's at great your face. You're looking at my face. Um, the connections there, no the, lag. The I thought you meant just the personal connection, the chemistry. Oh, that's what but, I was going to bring up. Yeah, next. no, yeah, the yeah. Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi is good as well. Uh, have Have you been, man? How's it going, dude? Great. Watch this amazing film called yeah. uh, The Men Who Stare at Goats. Oh, amazing, you say. Well, I mean, should we just sort of get into it this time? Should Let's we stop it. dilly-dallying? Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, Men Who Stared at Goats. What do, you, what do you think? George Clooney's in this one? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. I thought it was pretty good. I'd give it like a, a six. It's all right. Yeah, I'd give it like a, a six. Yeah, yeah I'd give it six out of ten. Men Who Stare at Goats. Um, yep. There you go. Uh, You've got a script ready, I hear? Yeah, let's do this. Uh, God, we really trimmed the fat (laughs) in blokes. (laughs) Let's go. The lid of the box opened. Inside the beautifully crafted wooden box was a single yellow post-it note with a single word scribbled in blue ink. Two detectives stood above the box. Detective Colin was a seasoned officer with years of cybersecurity training. Detective Culligan was a greenhorn, barely six months with the force. Detective Colin liked having him around. The new kid brought some sort of energy and optimism that Detective Colin had long since forgotten. The detectives looked at each other and then back at the box. This must be the key to our investigation. Detective Colin reached in the box and pulled out the post-it note. The two detectives ran to the car and took off. This place is right around here. Take a look at the coordinates again. Yeah, should be this house on the left. Detective Collins spun the cruiser around and parked it on the curb. Keep your head up in there, kid. You don't know what we're dealing with. The detectives walked up the driveway. The house, a relatively smaller dwelling, was one of about 20 similar-looking homes on the block. Detective Collin peered through the front window of the home. However, the inside was pitch black. He approached the door with Detective Culligan falling behind. Ah, door's cracked open. Let's have a look inside. They entered the house. In front of them was a single living room with hallways leading to separate parts of the home. The glow from a large monitor illuminated the room slightly. As the detective's eyes adjusted to the dimly lit room, they noticed the floor littered with empty plastic Oreo trays and Tina burrito wrappers. In the corner, towers of manga stacked like sloppy skyscrapers precariously leaning on one another. Ah, fuck! What is this? A small screwdriver from a tech tech package pierced through the thin sole of Detective Colin's shoe and into his foot. Something rustled in the back of the room. From behind a large pile of jackets and jeans, a figure stood up quickly. Shit! We gotta get out of here! Detective Culligan yelled as he backed away towards the door. The figure leapt over the dirty clothes, both men surprised by the agility of the creature stumbled to the ground. The creature, no, not a creature at all, but a human, ran through the filthy room and stood inches away from the men and suddenly began to talk. Oh, yo, what's up, fools? Name's Sean. 
Hovering above the detectives was a tall man in Nike socks, baggy light-washed jeans, and an unbuttoned Hawaiian shirt with a Wu-Tang Clan shirt underneath it. He was definitely a man, but his mannerisms, hyperness, and choice of clothes resembled a child. The man-child raised his hand, with thumb and pinky finger extended, threw up a shaka. How's it hanging? Damn, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to scare you there. Uh, I didn't realize anyone was in here. Got these noise-canceling joints on. He pointed to the Sony headphones covering his ears. Y'all ever listen to this podcast on the secret space program? Shit's pretty tight. The men shook their heads. Oh, my bad. Where are my manners? How can I help you? The two men pulled themselves off the trash-ridden floor. Do you know what happened here? Huh? What, what do you mean? All these junk food wrappers and toys. Seems like a child's been camped out here. What? Oh, nah, nah. This is my crib. No kids here. The man-child looked around. Huh. Yeah, shit is a little messy, but hospitals are all filled up, so you know how it goes. Both men shook their heads again. Oh, uh, I mean, like, when the hospitals are filled up, my wife has to, like, work longer, so I just kind of, kind of tough it out. Gotta, like, entertain yourself, you know? And, uh, cooking's kind of rough sometimes. Actually, you guys like spam? The man-child wandered over to a pile of boxes and pulled out a can of Spam and a small portable camping stove. I've been watching these car camping videos on YouTube. They're really dope. They, they like, have these vans in your pan. These dudes just, like, make a bunch of food with these kinds of gas stoves. I found this one at a thrift store the other day. But there's a kitchen in the other room. Detective Collins said, pointing to the fully furnished kitchen down the hall. Oh, yeah, but I, like, I don't know. I just kind of, like, cool to grill on the carpet, you know? The man-child sitting cross-legged fiddled with the stove and clicked over the ignition. So, uh, what's up? Why, why you guys show up to the pad? We've been looking for this hacker. After we figured out which VPN they used, our investigation led us to this location. The IP address the hacker used on one of their raids put them here, in your house. Uh, trippy. But yeah, sorry. I don't know about any hacking stuff. How about anyone coming by or near your place last week that looked, uh, suspicious? Nah, sorry. They could have been using a laptop or a cell phone to remotely access the hack. Oh, a laptop? You know what? I did find one in the dumpster out back. Can you imagine throwing this out? <laughs> People are crazy. See that chair over there? Someone's just gonna get rid of that too. The man-child pointed to a dirty, broken chair with a laptop sitting on the stained cushion. The laptop. Detective Colin grabbed the computer off the chair and opened the screen. A password-protected screen appeared. You thinking what I'm thinking, Detective Culligan? Detective Colin reached into the pocket of his worn sports coat and pulled out the single post-it note. He started typing out the letters written on the paper. P-A-S-S-W-O-R-D. One, two, three. The computer screen flickered and the desktop appeared. Yup, this is it. Oh, nice, you got it to work. The man-child said as he looked over the detective's shoulders. Hmm, it must have been a dead drop. The hacker probably never thought someone would rummage through a dumpster, especially during last night's rain. This guy must have swiped it just before the hacker's partner could pick it up. The man-child, with visible stains on his shirts and pants, was back on the ground, cooking the rest of the spam 
while playing with a tech deck. Both men looked back to the computer. You see anything in here? Anything that we could point us in the direction of finding the hacker? Said Detective Culligan while watching Detective Colin double-click on every text document in the desktop. Nothing yet. This hacker is good. A real pro. Look at all this coding. It's flawless. Rumor has it one time this same hacker coded a program to steal micro-levels of crypto during large transactions, all while tripping on Jenkum. Jenkum? Yeah, Jenkum. It's a highly hallucinogenic drug which results from huffing the fumes of fermented fecal matter. Detective Cullen opened more files on the computer one by one, trying to figure out the hacker's next move. Sir, would you mind if we stayed here while we searched through this laptop? Hey! The man-child was laying back on the floor, hands holding his iPhone up, watching YouTube car camping videos with the noise-canceling headphones on again. He's fine. We just need to figure out what the hacker has planned. Hours passed. The man-child wandered the room while the detectives huddled around the computer. Under some old back issues of Thrasher Skateboard magazine, the man-child found a Gundam kit. Wait, Detective Culligan, I think I found something. Detective Cullen, after decrypting thousands of files, finally came across a promising folder in the hard drive. He scanned the contents of the folder, selected all files, and opened all at once. Blueprints, instructions, and illegal software. No, it, it can't be. It's impossible. Yeah, it's... It's 7G. They've skipped 6G and gone straight to 7. Bastards. After the 5G rollout, the government put a ban on this technology. Why would they want to create something so diabolical? It looks like this controls all the 7G towers they've constructed. I think I could disable it from here. A dialogue box popped up. Damn, we can't disable it. It says we need to input a physical key. My guess is there's a thumb drive or something that we need to insert to authenticate the command. I wonder if it was with the computer before. Hey, wake up. The man-child was laid out on the floor asleep next to the half-built Gundam model. Detective Culligan reached down and pulled off the man-child's noise-canceling headphones. Detective Coleman moved some empty little scissors boxes out of the way and knelt down on the carpet. We need your help. Where did you find this laptop again? Huh? huh? Oh, yo, uh... One of those dumpsters out back, I, I walked out there to throw out some Milk Sprite and I, I made a... Uh, uh, hold up. Milk Sprite? Yeah, just like half milk, half Sprite. Why would you make that? I, I don't know, man. I thought it just might be good. Gotta experiment, you know? The uh, first dude who tried eating chicken eggs was experimenting, you know? Maybe Milk Sprite would be like the next Shirley Temple. What? Anyway, the Milk Sprite kind of turned bad, like, like really started smelling, so I just threw it out in the dumpster. That's where I found the laptop. Can you show us where the dumpster is? Yeah, for sure. Uh, just follow me. The man-child put on his sandals and walked out the house with the two men following. Three men walked into the alleyway. Five large dumpsters lined the wall. Uh, I think it was that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's that one for sure. The milk spark is still here. A tall glass with the awful smelling mixture sat on the edge of the dumpster. Why would you throw the glass out, too? Oh, uh, no, it was just kind of gnarly. But you could just wash. Detective Culligan, shaking his head, put his hand on Detective Cullen's shoulder. It was no use. The man-child was already wandering around again, looking for other treasures to take back to the house. Let's just search the dumpster, Detective Cullen. Both men jumped in the dumpster and began digging through the trash. 
The men moved trash bags around in the dumpster until they found a pristine cardboard box. A piece of duct tape secured a small USB drive to the inside of the box. Wait, I, I think that's it. Detective Colin reached down and ripped it off the cardboard. There, in the alleyway, stood a woman in hospital scrubs, gun in hand, pointing at the men. I knew I should have just waited to hand that computer off. Wait, are you? Yes, I'm the hacker. No, I was going to ask if you're married to that guy. The man-child had his noise-canceling headphones on again, digging in a different dumpster, completely oblivious to the conversation going on. Oh yeah, I'm married to him. This is crazy. Why'd you do it? What's the point in making 7G towers? It's illegal to use this technology. Why? You know why. Someone paid good money for it. Who? I think it was the president of Algeria. Or maybe it was the president of Angola. Either way, it doesn't matter. And now that you know all of that, you two have to die. What about your husband? He surely will turn on you. This stuff is dangerous. My husband? He's clueless. I mean, look at him. The man-child, still listening to the podcast, was inspecting a large piece of wood he found on the side of the dumpster. Yeah, you're right. Wait, no! Two headshots. Both men crumbled into the piles of garbage bags. The woman walked over to the dumpster and removed the USB from the man's hand. She closed the lid on the dumpster and signaled to a dump truck parked around the corner. Oh, hey, you're back from work. Yo, look what I found, the man-child said, holding up the piece of wood. It's perfect. I could, like, make a coffee table with it, you know? Uh, How's the hospital? Still very busy. Leave the wood. We don't need that. Let's go inside and make some dinner. Sweet. Yeah, I could eat. Uh, did I tell you about these YouTube guys that drive around in vans in Japan? The detectives looked at each other, and then back at the box. This must be the key to our investigation. I'm doing Kennedy. I think you gotta read one. it different. I, I, <laughs> I don't think you can do Kennedy because I yeah. think I think if you try to do that, yeah, Vienna's lines are gonna be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> you played it way more relaxed last time. <laughs> or serious? You were more serious. You were not Kennedy. <laughs> This is the bit we put at the end of the episode. Yeah, we got it. We got it. We got it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I'll read you. Sean yeah. begged me not to do Kennedy. Boss, <laughs> <laughs> God, it's so many years ago. I'm doing that. Was a Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs>